and I am live. Cool. Well, I feel like there's like well there has a lot has happened to the NBA since our last stream. Uh, last stream was the Nets game, and since then we had the whole trade deadline, which the Jazz did make a trade. Uh, it wasn't a big trade. They they traded away a, a second round pick to the Raptors for Matt. I'm forgetting his last name. Um, Matt Thomas, right? The man with two first names. Um, I don't know much about him. Maybe you guys have known more about him. It looks like he's just kind of a um, come off the bench, hit a couple threes kind of guy. So fits with the Jazz. Um, I don't know. If you guys have good thought, like lots of thoughts on the trade, we can get into that. I, I thought it was just kind of a, a move to get an extra piece. Nothing huge for the Jazz. But for the game tonight, kind of crazy uh, because the Jazz were up what was it? They were up by like 16 at the halftime and the Grizzlies came back and, and brought it within three. And it's not like the jazz put their, their scrubs in for a while and, and which let the Grizzlies come back. Um, I think the, the bench players may have played a, a few extra minutes in the second half than what they normally would have. I haven't looked at that. That's no, like they played a nine man rotation. So, it wasn't that. It was just the Grizzlies had heart and the Grizzlies play good. And John Morant is freaking amazing. <laughs> that, that's what happened. Luckily, the Jazz held on. Uh, Three-point victory. Um, honestly, like looking at the game and, and reviewing the, the like full game highlights to kind of get the... Uh, what do you call it? Like, um, I don't know. To, to see the game basically in a short amount of time. See how, um, how the... Grizzlies came back it was a really slow comeback up until like the last two two and a half minutes because at yeah like two and a half minutes the Jazz were up double digits but the Grizzlies held the Jazz to just two points in the last two minutes and got within three and it was a close game they made it exciting so good for the Grizzlies but glad the Jazz held on um I don't know I'm on the box score normally I start with team stats but I'll start with the box score. Um, like I said, uh, I'll start with the Grizzlies because they're top uh, on the top here. John Morant did great. Oh, um, my dog is here, which he's normally not, so you might hear some funny noises. Um, if that bothers you, sorry. <laughs> but John Morant did great. He had 32 points, 11 assists, um, 11 for 21 from the field. He's an excellent player, great point guard. Um, I don't know. I love watching him play every time I watch him. Um, I'll I, I uh, Sawyer wants to see the dog. If he comes over here, I'll I'll have him jump up and see if he can get on camera. Um, but yeah, the Grizzlies have some good players. Um, I like the team. Grayson Allen played good. Obviously, he played for the Jazz. Um, I, I liked him on the Jazz. Don't miss him a ton, but it would be fun to have him back. But it was fun to see him play. He played good. Um, Valanchunas gave us what you expect from him. A ton of rebounds and um, double-digit points. And then Brooks, is this... Uh, I should follow the um, 
NBA, like all the teams a little more because I feel like there's a lot of new players that I don't really know. But is is his first name Dylan Brooks? But he played good for the Grizzlies. I feel like I'm just like it's probably boring. I'm just naming off players who played good for the Grizzlies. But the Jazz had an equal number of players that played good. <laughs> um, mainly Gobert and Mitchell. They both gave us what you expect. Mitchell gave us his his 35 points, 5 rebounds, 6 assists. Gobert was 25 points, 9 rebounds. Bogdanovich, he had a good, not great game. 8 for 15 from the field, 1 for 3 from the 3-point line. I'm fine with that. I'd like a little bit better, but over 50% from the field, so I don't know how much else you can ask. And then from the bench, Clarkson, he hit some good shots in the fourth quarter which is really nice to see, one, because if he didn't hit those shots, the Grizzlies might have come back and won. So that was great. But also Clarkson, he's kind of been in a slump recently. Last game against the Nets, he couldn't buy a bucket, it felt like. So it was good to see him come out. Uh, He wasn't shooting great. He was 4 for 13 from the field. But he had a stretch where he kind of got on fire for a little bit. So that was good to see. Hopefully that, that can translate into more games so he can be more efficient and, and kind of get back to what what he was doing before the All-Star break. And Joe Ingles, um, he didn't have a great game. He didn't have a great game, let me clarify. He, he, he was okay, like six rebounds, six assists, nine points. But there was, it was like end of third quarter, beginning of fourth quarter. He had some really nice defensive plays and some really nice offensive plays in transition, good passes. So... I think he did positively impact the game, even though his stats don't really show how how positive it was. Um, so, really fun game. Glad the Jazz came out. It was a scary comeback. But, we won. Um, I ha- And, honestly, I won't dig too deep into the team stats. I felt like there wasn't anything super exciting here. Um, they tied on turnovers. Both teams had uh, seven turnovers, which is great for the Jazz. Um, because the Jazz normally end up with like, like twelve is a good game for the Jazz. I feel like so having seven is awesome. Um, other than that, like team sets just makes this game look very equally matched. It was very close in almost every category. Um, the interesting thing is. Yeah, like really close in every category. The only category that it wasn't was largest lead, where the Jazz had a 21-point lead at one point, and they let the Grizzlies come back. Not quite enough, though, so that's kind of interesting. We don't see that all the time where almost every category is tied. But I don't know. I feel like like <laughs> I feel like most times I love digging through the stats, and, and the stats really make it more interesting and help me understand the game. I feel like this one is just one that you kind of had to watch um, to know what was going on. And, and, like, the stats are nice, but I feel like they didn't really tell the full story this time. Um, but, yeah, great game from the Jazz. Glad we pulled back. Um, now that I know the Jazz won, I'm kind of happy the Grizzlies came back because it just makes the game more exciting. Um, at the same time, though, they're, that brings up the conversation of, uh, like, after the Nets game... I'm pretty sure it was Donovan Mitchell. Um, he was talking about how how even though the Nets didn't have any of their stars, 
that game was still really important for the Jazz. Um, and and he said it was important because it showed that the Jazz, even when stars are out and even when like they're up a lot, they never they don't lose focus. They they keep fighting. They keep getting that lead. But then here they had a huge lead and then they gave it up. So uh, I don't know. I think the nature like I feel like if you look at it just stats wise and see oh the Jazz were up by a lot at half, but then they only won by three. I feel like you could say, oh, the Jazz lost focus. And and obviously, like, I guess you could blame that partially, but with how the Grizzlies came back, I don't think it was the Jazz weren't focused as, not, as much. I think it's the Grizzlies just played slightly better than them. They came out to play in the second half. The Jazz were still putting up, like, good good shots, keeping a pretty good lead for most of the second half. And then the Grizzlies just managed the game really well in the last couple minutes, which brought them back into it. And I think that's what it was. I don't think the Jazz like lost focus or anything like that. I think it's the Grizzlies did a good job at keeping them in it and just slowly chipping away at the lead, um, which great job for them. Great job for not losing that energy on the Grizzlies part. Um, and the Grizzlies just managed the game really well at the end, just not quite well enough to win it. Uh, so I don't think it's as bad as some people could say. Uh, honestly, the Jazz won, so it's really not bad at all. Um, but then again, that is something maybe the Jazz want to be more aware of, is even if they're ahead by 18 points, 15, 14 points, if they were ahead by 21 at one point, they, they should try to always be expanding that lead and, and not settling if they look at the, the score and say, okay, we're still up by 15. Um, so... Maybe that's a conversation they'll have. Um, at the same time, I'm not worried. If it comes to playoffs, I'm not worried that the Jazz will... will Like, if they have a big lead in a playoff game, I'm not worried that they'll just, like, get, um, forget about and not try as hard. Like, when it comes to playoffs, they're, they're definitely going to stay focused all throughout the game. Um, Yeah. That's pretty much what I have to say about the game. Um... Let me know what you guys have to say about the game in the in the live chat. We can keep that conversation going. I also mentioned at the very beginning, I don't know if anyone was here for it, but um, I, I gave a brief summary of the the trade that the Jazz made. Um, I think it was a it was a good trade. It wasn't like a really exciting trade. So if you don't have much to comment about the Jazz trade or the the Grizzlies game tonight. Um, where the Jazz won by three, then we can talk about just trades around the NBA because I think those, I think there were some interesting trades and there are going to be trades that will impact the Jazz, um, especially when you're looking at who the favorites are to come out of the West and, and what the contenders are looking at because both the the Nuggets got some pieces and the Clippers got Rondo, so that might change things up. Um, the Lakers, uh, the Lakers didn't make any, I don't think they made any deals if I remember correctly. Uh, I don't, they, at least they didn't make any big deals. Uh, but the Lakers, they, um, from the rumors, they were like this close to getting Kyle Lowry, but the Raptors wanted Taylor Horton Tucker and the Lakers weren't willing to give him up. So 
that could have made things even more interesting if, if something like that happened. So cool. With that being said, like the video if you haven't, subscribe to the channel if you're a jazz fan, and I'll hop into the live chat. So uh, keep leaving your comments, and I'll just keep the stream going until the comments are gone. Cool. Um, yeah, sorry that that was a scary comeback. I I feel like it was. I kind of talked about this earlier, but it was kind of interesting because it didn't feel like a comeback until like two and a half minutes left or something like that. And then all of a sudden, you're like, okay, the Grizzlies are in single digits, but the Jazz right before that were hitting plenty of threes and like keeping it in double digits. And then the Jazz kind of stopped scoring around. I think they scored uh, like four points in the last like two or three minutes, so good job I, I think that was really just um well played by the grizzlies and it turned into bite right there at the end luckily conley won the tip against like crazy conley won the tip against john morant didn't see that coming but it was cool won won the jazz of the game uh, orbit x says i like matt thomas uh which if you don't know that's the player that the jazz just traded for i was excited when the raps picked him up interested in seeing how the jazz will develop him um, Orbit, if you're still on the stream, um, give me more context into Matt Thomas, because honestly, I haven't followed his career at all, and the only time that I really noticed him was when the Jazz traded for him, so all I really know about him is he's a pretty young player, um, as far as years in the league, and he's a decent three-point shooter, um, and what I saw from the stats with him on the Raptors, he, he's playing something like eight, nine minutes a game shooting about two threes a game, I think a little bit less than two threes a game, and he was shooting just under 40%, if if I remember correctly. So um, Orbit X, if you're still on the stream, like type up some comments. I'd love to hear some more context since it sounds like you were following his career a little bit longer. Um, Carter says, looks like Bogey is crawling back into his scoring ways. Good win, love the channel. Thank you for the comment, Carter. And I agree, like um, Bogey, he looked good tonight. I would like to see a little more out of him, but like what he gave us tonight is better than than what we've been seeing for a while. And 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 honestly, this season, even when he was like like he was doing good and we were getting what we expected out of him, uh, he was giving us like seventeen, eighteen points a game, and and we were talking about it and it's just like we don't if if the whole team's firing on like all cylinders and just everyone's playing their role. I don't know how many points Bogey's going to be getting in with this team because there's so many scorers. And it's kind of turning into Donovan Mitchell's getting a lot more of those shots. So if if we can get above 50% um, from the field with 17 points or, or whatever he got tonight, something around there, then, then that's great. Uh, I would like to see him take a small step in the, in the right direction, especially when it comes to his three-point shooting because he did only hit one three tonight. Um, Donovan had ice in his veins tonight and if I were the Jazz I would have the urge to trade Bogey but at the same time he's a key factor to the squad um, so yeah Don, like I don't know if Donovan has this reputation around the league but I have noticed that when it comes time to win a basketball game he knows how to take over he hits big shots and so um, he did that again tonight. Obviously, like 
he he didn't get a ton of chances right there at the end, but he did score a bucket right um, with just over a minute left, I think, a minute and a half left, um, and and that was enough to make it a three point game, which which forced the Grizzlies to try to shoot a three and and made it tougher for them on that last possession, which which might have been the difference maker there. So that was awesome. He he hit a couple threes down the stretch, and that was that. Um, yeah. He's he's a great clutch player, so I'm, that's great to have on your team. Um, and then if I were the Jazz, I would have the urge to trade Bogey, but at the same time, he's a key factor of the squad. That is an interesting argument. Um, we've talked about it several times here on the channel. Um, I think the decision I've come, into, come to is we'd have to get an all-star caliber player in order to trade him because I think he fits so well into the system. Um, even though he has been on a slump. And at the same time, if the Jazz tried to trade him at the deadline, his trade value is really low right now because he's been on a shooting slump and he missed a portion of last um, season in the bubble in the playoffs due to, inju- uh, due to injury and surgery. So um, if they tried to trade him, I don't think they would have gotten nearly as enough back for him at this point. Um so I'm glad they didn't. Uh, then again, if like the right trade came up, I'd I'd be willing to part with anyone on the squad except for Donovan and and Gobert. Um, I don't know. Maybe you guys think that's that's a little too far to to say that, but I don't know. the The right deal is the right deal. So about uh, Matt Thomas, um, or Orbidex gave us some more context into his career he said uh, matt was playing in europe and spain uh, he had a sensational three-point percentage struggles on defense um so who better to teach him the jazz oh that that's a really good pickup for the jazz then um from, from what i was seeing he, his three-point percentage was like fine with the raptors but then again he never got consistent minutes uh to really shoot enough threes to really get it up to where it probably could be um, and so if he can turn into that kind of role player that he just comes off the bench, hits a couple threes, which, um, if he can turn into like a JJ Redick or a Kyle Korver, which obviously like that's comparing him to some of the greatest role playing shooters of all time. That's a tough comparison, but if that's his thing, like that's an awesome pickup for the jazz. That's a really valuable piece. And even if the jazz don't keep him around forever, but he can turn into that, that will be an awesome trade piece in the future because three-point shooting is valuable in the NBA. So if he could, if the Jazz can get him into a good shooter and at least a um, a fine defender, like that's awesome. Uh, so and getting him for just a second round pick, that's awesome. Uh, one thing, uh, like while we're on the topic of trades, um, and before the season started, we had an episode that was just like playing around what if the Jazz decided to trade Rudy? Because this is before Rudy Gobert signed his um, contract extension. And there were talks that if Rudy Gobert demands the Supermax, the Jazz probably shouldn't take that deal because that ties them. That's too much of the cap tied up. Um, and so if if he demands that and they can't get a deal by the trade deadline, would they trade Rudy Gobert? So, so that was before the season. That was a long time ago. Um and this might feel a little off context, but but the Jazz trading for Matt Thomas 
just and they just gave up a second round pick reminded me of this um i i was interested in a trade that included a package of fournier vucevic and, and maybe something else from the magic um and then i saw during the trade deadline that the celtics picked up evan fournier for just two second round picks which is a steal which i think is an awful decision by the magic since evan fournier still I think he's still getting better. He's still relatively young in the league, unless I'm I'm mistaken. Maybe I'm mistaking him for someone else. But he's a great scoring wing, and I thought he would have fit great on the Jazz. Uh, so if I I don't know if the Jazz were looking at that, but I w- I was kind of upset that the Jazz didn't make a move for Evan Fournier if he was going that cheap. So I don't know. I don't know if you guys would have liked Evan Fournier. I thought I thought he would have liked. He would have been a great addition to the team. Uh, The tough part is the Jazz already have a fairly deep bench, and they like playing that nine-man rotation, and so it's tough to get those minutes. And so if he comes in, whose minutes is he taking away? So that's another thing to consider if if he were to have come in. Um, Shiver says, I honestly wanted Memphis to grab that jump ball just to make it more exciting. that's all that's a tough wish like I agree like it's fun to make it come down to the wire see that last shot but then again what if they hit the shot and then what if the Jazz lost in overtime that would have been rough but that's true that would have been being able to see them get the last shot and um it does up the entertainment value um what do you think the Jazz's record in this three game miniseries against the Grizzlies um I don't know the the Jazz are just a better team. I know the Grizzlies came back. I like John Morant's awesome, and and the Grizzlies do have good talent. Uh, but honestly, like the Grizzlies are good enough that they could. I, I think they could steal one. I would be disappointed if the Jazz lost one against the Grizzlies, though. Uh, no, not a knock on the Grizzlies. I think they have the basis for to be an excellent team, and they're already a really good team even with like the young pieces that they have. And I think they have some injuries right now, so they're not even at full strength. But I, I would be disappointed if the Jazz dropped one. So I am I think the Jazz will win all three. Um, I don't know. But with how this game turned out, that gives me hope that it's not just going to be a bunch of blowouts that we'll actually have some fun basketball um, that we can watch the Jazz with. Because sometimes it is tough. Watch, like Even though your favorite team's winning... A blowout, it's a blowout, and it's kind of boring. Um, Tyler says they they can't let teams get back into games. That's true, and, that, and that's like I'm really curious what was going through their heads. Whether they even like, I wonder if it's just they didn't notice it. So then the problem is they just need to recognize when a comeback is starting. Because if you're up by what were they? They were up by like 18 at the half, and then all of a sudden you're only up by 12. That that doesn't feel like a big deal like the difference of of 12 to 8 uh, 18 but then if you that's six points and then if they can reduce it another six points all of a sudden you're up by only six and that's a big deal so i don't know if it's just the jazz recognizing that a comeback's happening um if that's the case then i don't know if they if the problem is actually them recognizing it the problem might just be they need to play through the whole thing and like like play as if they're behind the whole time because then you'll never have to have to deal with the recognizing part because it's not like you have to turn it on. 
So that's true. Um, I do give credit to the Grizzlies. I think they they played the second half really well. They managed that really well at the end. Um, but it's true the Jazz are a better team. They 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 shouldn't let that kind of stuff happen, especially against um, the Grizzlies. Um, so Shivers says um, at this at this point in time, do you think the Jazz will finish first? And I'm assuming in the West. Um, I think they're first in the league right now, but that doesn't really matter at the end of the day. Uh, so first in the West, I I haven't checked the standings recently to see how close everything is, but I do think they will. I don't think they're... Um, I think their lead is... Uh, last I checked, I felt like their lead was solid enough that... Um, I, and I think they're getting back to winning streak ways like they used to be. So I would, if like if I had to make a bet, I would bet that the Jazz finish first. Um, then again, I'm like it's getting mixed up. Like when it was, when it felt like it was definitely going to be either Jazz, Clippers, Lakers, one, two, three. Then I really, really wanted the Jazz to be first. But now that the Lakers or Clippers might fall out of that. I don't think the Clippers will, but the Lakers might, with the injuries and stuff, um, might finish below the three seed. Um, it might not be that big of a deal if the Jazz don't finish first. Obviously, either way, I would like to see um, the Jazz finish first, but th- that would be my prediction. Um, Orbidex says, I think all three. Um, I'm guessing that's about the, the Memphis miniseries, which I agree. I, I am hoping... I would like to see one blowout uh, just to like prove us, prove to us that the Jazz really are a far superior team. And then I think it would be fun to have another um, close game. Maybe not like this one. Maybe one that's like closer all the way up into the last minute where the Jazz pull ahead. Um, that would be more fun. As long as the Jazz win, though, I'm happy. Um, have a good night, Shivers. Uh, we'll, we will be uploading a... Um, sorry, I just blanked. <laughs> we will be uploading a video tomorrow, uh, pre-recorded, and then the Jazz, and then Nate will be taking any any games and and until Monday, and then and then we we re decide who takes what game on Saturday. So we'll know the schedule of who takes who then. But cool, I I think that was good. Um, I'm guessing. Like, if you have any comments about, I'm probably going to wrap this up because honestly, <laughs> I have like four huge projects due in the next like 10 days. So uh, I'm probably going to be staying up late trying to get caught up on homework. Um, But great game. I think the trade deadline was exciting. If you guys have any thoughts on the trade deadline, anything that you want us to talk about, uh, leave it in like the actual comments of this video because that's easier for us to review. And and we'll we'll make sure to either address that in in tomorrow's video or in the next stream, and and we can we can talk about that then because I think there was some really interesting moves that we can dive deeper into that will impact the Jazz even though the Jazz didn't make any big moves, but that has been exciting. Um, I'll I'll cut it off here. But everyone, thanks for joining. Uh, I I think it was a good game. I think we had a good discussion. We we've gone for almost half an hour, so. Thanks for being here, and, and make sure if you're if you're a jazz fan, 
or you just like following the Jazz because they're good this season, like make sure you subscribe to the channel, hit the notification bell so that you can uh, know when we upload those videos on Saturday. Uh, and and that's when both Nate and I are on, and we we typically dive a little bit deeper into into what's going on, what's been going on, both with the Jazz and and we try to touch on what's going on around the league. But thanks again for joining us um, or joining me. It's just me tonight. That's how streams go. And have a good night and you'll get to see our video tomorrow.